Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. This series is from my book I wrote on how to help your grieving friend. It's written for others who want to understand how they can support and help someone who is living with the absolute unthinkable that child loss is. And I want to read a few chapters from this book in a series of episodes because the message in here is so powerful to share. I remember a friend whose daughter had also died. She told me that her therapist had said that It's the griever's job to teach others how to help them or what it's like to grieve. And it seems like such an unfair thing, like as if we should be having to teach others. And yet it's true because you cannot understand what it's like until happens to you. And so as the bereaved, the only thing we can do is to try to share what it's like and try to explain and hope that the people who love us and want to support us will listen and try to hear what we're saying. So instead of trying to explain to others, because if you are anything like I was, I had no energy to explain or to try to tell others what it's like, you can share this episode with people in your life who are trying to help you and trying to understand, especially if these episodes of this series resonate with you. That way you don't have to try to explain it to them yourself. Well, hello there, friends. Today is episode 124, Teaching Others About Grief. This is part one of the series that I talked about. Um, I'm your host, Megan Hillica. This is Grieving Moms Podcast, and thank you for joining me. Thanks for being here and really being a part of this podcast and experience and this journey. Even though I know you don't want to be here, I know you'd rather not be someone listening to this podcast, but I am grateful that I can provide a podcast that hopefully can help you and support you on your grief journey. Today, I am going to read um, the chapter on the emotions of grief from my book, How to Help Your Grieving Friends. So let's dive into the book and yeah, let's get started. There are many crazy emotions that come up with grief. They are so unfamiliar and scary that many times they scare the person who is grieving. They feel like they are going crazy. These emotions can also scare you as the supporter. You don't know how to help, and maybe you think your friend should be acting or responding differently. I want to talk about a few emotions that come up with loss. I hope to normalize them and give you the tools to help your friend be validated and process these emotions. I've found that telling people to quote unquote get over it or to not feel that way doesn't help them to not feel that way. These emotions are so strong and so deep that the only way out of them is through them. The only way to let go is to process in the way that works best for them. 
be it talking, exercising, silence, art, processing alone, whatever it is for them. There is a common misconception that grief comes in five stages. This is known as the five stages of grief. This concept was made by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, but it was created for someone who is dying, not for someone who is grieving. These stages imply so many things that harm someone who is trying to learn how to live with their new reality. Grief does not come in stages. There are no step-by-step instructions, no linear path to follow. It is a roller coaster, a hurricane that consumes and rips apart someone's thoughts and life. As a supporter, who love if it could be wrapped up in a neat little bow and have a beginning and an ending. This is not the way with grief. Grief is messy. Grief is scary. Grief is so uncomfortable to be around that you might think it is better to stay away. It's scary to be supporting someone grieving. But you know what? If you leave them now because it makes you uncomfortable, you are abandoning your friend in their darkest hour of need. Would you like that if that was your situation? So, on to the emotions that can come. It's important to recognize that not everyone feels all of these emotions, and everyone responds differently to them. There is no box that you can put your friend in, and there is no right or wrong way to experience them. Your job as a supportive friend is to just be there, to validate and support, not to tell them what to do or how to feel. So the first emotion that I want to talk about is anger. This is a particularly scary emotion because no one likes to be angry. Shortly after Aria died, I had someone tell me that they were glad I haven't been angry. They had seen other people become angry and thought maybe I wouldn't get there. I told them that I had just started down this road and I don't know what lies ahead of me. I don't know if anger will come down the road. It did come eventually for me. Anger can come immediately or not until months or years later. It's scary to be so angry, and it can be directed at God, a loved one, the child who died, or nothing in particular. This anger can come out in many ways, and it's so important to work through. When I felt anger, it was so deep, I couldn't even describe it to anyone. There was no way I could just let go of it without working through it. There were people around me who were uncomfortable with this anger. They thought that I should never feel angry. I learned that anger was normal in grief and sometimes part of what you need to go through. I'm so thankful I learned that because then I could let go of those other people's opinion. They didn't understand and I was able to work through the anger in time. Don't be scared of your friend's anger. Remember, it's normal with grief. It does not mean their anger is justified or they have a right to treat people horribly but the emotion of anger is real and valid and needs to be processed. The next emotion, guilt. I have yet to meet a mother who has not felt guilt over her child's death. There might be deeper levels and layers of guilt that come to each experience, but we all have our own guilt to work through. From an outsider's perspective, you might think that they have no reason to feel guilty, so your instinct is to tell them that they are not at fault. They are not guilty. But do you really think that that takes away the guilt? It's important to express that you don't believe it's their fault, but to also support them and help them talk about their feelings and work them out. I've talked to mothers who thought they must have done something to trigger early labor for their stillborn. 
I have talked to a mother who thought it was her fault she lost her son to addiction, that she had not done enough. For myself, Aria died in her sleep and I heard her crying in the night. I waited for a little while to see if she would stop crying, and she did, so I didn't go to check on her. Was she dying in that moment? Could I, as her mother, have saved her by doing the simple thing of checking on her to make sure she was okay? This guilt that I didn't go check on her ate me up for a long time. But it was so important that I found ways to work through it and talk about it. Give space to your friend to voice these thoughts and feelings. Next one, depression. It's hard and heavy to be with someone who's grieving. For a long time, they might not have any strength or reason to find joy in their life. Child loss affects life on such a deep level, and depression is a very real experience. Allow your friend to have space when they need space, but try to be there when they need someone to listen. This can change rapidly from day to day, but communication and checking in with them often is helpful to try to get a feel of how they're doing. It's hard to be in this state. For a long time, I would get frustrated with being so sad and so depressed. I wanted to have joy and I wanted to be happy, but my heart just couldn't. I learned that this was part of my grief that I could embrace and just let myself have slower days without a lot of company. And I just wanted to insert a grief tip here. Ask them the question, what do you want today? A listener, a hug, a distraction? On to the next emotion, shock or denial. This is a part of the five stages of grief and is a very real part of grief. It can take a long time to talk about your child in the past tense, and maybe your friend never will. It can be a long time before they stop waiting for the phone to ring or to see their child walk in the door. Your friend is not crazy, nor do they have something wrong with them. I believe our brains do not allow us to fully understand the finality and the depth of our loss right away, because if we could, we would just shut down. Instead, over time, we start to realize what it means to truly live without our child. We realize that our old life is over and we are now walking in a life with child loss. This can be any time frame, weeks, months, or years. The shock and slow learning about really living without their child can mean it gets harder and harder as time goes on. Most people who are supporting have moved on in their lives and they don't realize their friend's grief is just getting heavier and heavier and acceptance. This is what you want for your friend. This is what someone on the outside looking in wants because then they know that their friend will be okay. This is a very personal and different experience for each person. Some might never come to accept and acknowledge this in their life. For others, acceptance means that they have learned to carry their grief. I want to send something straight. Acceptance and becoming comfortable with our grief does not mean that we have forgotten our child. Acceptance doesn't mean we're over it. It means that we have accepted that child loss is a part of life, not something that is done, not something that is fine, like moving on from. With acceptance comes a comfortable acknowledge that grief will always be there the rest of our lives. The pain will ebb and flow and we can have happy moments as well but we are still changed and we still grieve. Don't push your friend to think that they need to accept and move on. Acceptance is a feeling inside them that will come on their own time if it comes. 
It's not something you can or should push for. There are so many emotions that are possible with grief. And I always say that just about any emotion is fair game. It's important to recognize and validate our grief experience. These are all new emotions most of the time for us as well. And when you feel alone, you feel crazy. I know it can be so hard to be in a supporting role when there are extreme and deep emotions running strong. It's hard to know how to support and how to help when all you want to do is to take a little bit of their pain away. Please, please just be there for your friend. Allow them to feel their emotions. And if you're allowed to, offer ideas of ways they could process these emotions. Another one I wanted to talk about is anxiety. This is not really an emotion, but a very common experience after child loss. When your worst nightmare happens, it's very common to wait on edge for the other shoe to drop. When something happens that only happens to other people, you realize on a different level that you are not exempt from more loss. Your other children are not safe. Your family is not safe. It's, dif- it's a difficult thing to grasp. But even if you believe in God and that he is in control, it's very hard to let go because this anxiety takes over. I had bad anxiety mixed with PTSD, so it's hard for me to separate the two. They both create a feeling of chaos and crazy within your body and mind. It's hard when others in your life do not understand how anxiety impacts your life and they do not understand that anxiety is not a choice. There are ways to manage and help it and to work through it. But again, that's your friend's choice to do those things. Justin, my husband, did not understand my severe anxiety after Aria died. He questioned me every time I asked him to go check on our sleeping kids in the middle of the night. He told me that they're fine and to just go to bed. Then he grumbled his way to go check on them. This caused my anxiety to get worse. I was already anxious, and then I had to fight with him to go check on them, which made me feel horrible. It was a bad cycle, and when he talked to my therapist, she told him to just listen to me. She said that hopefully I wouldn't have it this bad forever, and for right now, he just needed to listen to me. He did, and it was an amazing difference. I still had horrible anxiety, but he would do whatever I asked without question. And that helped me release the tension of misunderstanding and frustration. It's safe to say he has learned a lot more about anxiety through these experiences. Uh, And I also want to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. This is a brain injury, not an emotion. It's such a huge part of my story because I was diagnosed with PTSD, so I want to talk about it. PTSD can happen to anyone. It's not just for soldiers. It's a brain injury that results from a traumatic event, and losing a child in any circumstance is a very traumatic event. Symptoms of PTSD, nightmares, flashbacks, hypervigilance, self-destructive behavior, social isolation, emotional detachment, loss of interest or pleasure in activities, mistrust, fear, severe anxiety, avoidance, fight or flight responses out of their control, anger, outbursts. There are so many more symptoms, and it's important to go in to get diagnosed, but as a friend, you could mention it to them that it could be a possibility. I had no idea I had PTSD until I went to my therapist, and she thought that I might have it. When I looked it up, I was so relieved. 
because there was a name for what I was experiencing. I just thought I was going crazy. I think of PTSD as your brain not being able to file away the traumatic event as an event that happened in the past. In your brain, the trauma is stuck in the present and ever happening. It's happening to your friend over and over in what feels like a very real experience. They live constantly in that terror and fear, and they cannot file that experience as a one-time event that has happened in the past. There is hope and help for PTSD, but it is up to your friend to make that decision to get the help they need. I hope by learning a little bit about it, you can have some compassion for your friend. I know how difficult it is to live with and be with someone who has it. I know what I was like at the height of my PTSD, and I'm thankful that my husband made the commitment to stay with me. It's not easy for people to be around them, and it's certainly not easy for your friend. So this is part of a three-part series where I'm reading from the book that I had written called How to Help Your Grieving Friend. Not only can it help you feel more understood, but you can share it with the loved ones in your life who might not understand what it's like to lose your child and why you are not just jumping back into life and being yourself like they think you should. Listen in to next week's part. Make sure you subscribe to Grieving Moms Podcast so you don't miss it. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Grieving Moms Haven at www grievingmomshaven.com.